Welcome to Realcast, the weekly roundup of the real asset markets. Um, pleased to be back in London after um, trips to both Singapore um, and Paris over the last seven days. Dan, I know you've also been to uh, to, to France with Mapic, um, but l- let's pick up on your kind of key takeaways from the last seven days. Yeah, well, indeed, it's been uh, quite a busy, uh, busy week. The news on Friday is that Canadian investor Cadillac Fairview, uh, which is, of course, they're the real estate arm of the Ontario Teachers Pensions Plan. They've acquired a 25% stake uh, in Stanhope, uh, the UK developer. That kind of progresses their expansion uh, of a joint venture platform that the two partners have had. They've been building it up in the UK and um, they, they've got several master plans in areas like White City, which is where I'm sitting today. But um, Cadillac Fairview joins up with Mitsui Fudosan and Aimco as shareholders in Stanhope, who between them are now going to own or control 80% uh, of Stanhope. Elsewhere around Europe, um, in the residential uh, sector, LAFA properties have invested 77 million euros into the revitalization of the Beto quarter in Lisbon. And of that 77 million, um, it includes 50 million going into the repositioning and, and redevelopment of the Beto convent building, which is in one of the areas of the city with the greatest cultural and artistic potential. That aims to rehabilitate about five resi buildings in the first phase and three more in the second phase. And sort of so really building on that resi story that we've been following here at Realcast. Shifting over to retail, Savills released a piece on European retail and really looking at the fair pricing of assets in 2023 with a key takeaway points being that as a surprise really to many that retail is set to be the most resilient asset class of 2022 and who would have said that you know of the 26.9 billion euros invested into the retail sector so far means that it's up 25% year on year um of that grocery stores are still accounting for about a third of all retail investment activity in Europe um but you know investment into discounted retailers has already doubled year on year but um and all of this despite the fact that prime high street rents are still down about 34% on the pre-pandemic uh, peak. So interesting news coming out there from, from Savills. Then going back to Mapic, there was a large announcement that Warner Brothers will partner with Saudi Entertainment Ventures 7, which is, of course, the wholly owned subsidiary of PIF, the, the public investment fund in, in Saudi Arabia. Um, and they're going to bring a purpose-built indoor adventure centre to the kingdom, uh, which integrates into Discovery Media's uh, content from right across the globe. Um, The first Discovery Adventure Centre is going to be about 3,000 square metres and will open in Riyadh in one of seven entertainment destinations in the Alhambra district. And of course, the other big piece of news that came out of MAPIC um, came from the Daria Gate Development Authority at Daria Square, and they signed a deal to open up timeout market Riyadh with a 9,000 square metre timeout market um, set to open in 2027. Um, And that is, of course, very quickly after um, the uh, timeout market opened up in in Dubai um, last year, um, but this time out market in Riyadh is going to be t- nearly twice the size of the Dubai development. Interesting, the 
the huge amount of um, development and activity um, there in in Saudi, but actually across the Middle East, um, and and the focus on retail there was was also reflected actually in comments by Alex Jeffries of Savills Investment Management at the Outlook in Singapore, where he picked retail as one of the areas that was uh, you know a big opportunity for 2023. So very interesting to see how that view on retail has been changing. Um, Nicole, what have you been watching? Well, sticking to France, um, VLSA Media held a briefing, part of our Outlook 2023 series, with a focus, of course, on France, uh, Taylor Wessing's offices in central Paris. And the agreement seemed to be that France is weathering the crisis much better than other European countries. Um, the assets are being repriced and activity is slowing down as it's happening elsewhere. But the process will be smoother in France. Benjamin Cartier-Bresson of uh, Berlin Hip said that the market is extremely deep and very liquid, and uh, also there's there's a strong presence of domestic investors we've always seen that account for about 60-65% of activity but coupled with with a strong inflow of new capital from elsewhere um, from the US and from the Middle East in particular in the last few months and Alfred Fink of Taylor Westing said that the big funds in France are cooperating and sort of doing off-market deals rather than to avoid a big crash so there seems to be Distress, he said, is being kept in check and not brought out into the open, as it is, he said, in the UK market, for example. And that ensures a smooth transition and a more stable market. Debt funds are also having more of a presence in the French market, obviously looking for opportunities, as well as high net worth individuals that are really coming in in a big way. And uh, so basically, yes, prices are going down, but there's no distress. And another characteristic of the French market that everyone highlighted is the increasing polarization of the market, sort of bifurcation between top assets and and, and sort of um, in a, there's a definite divide between core assets in good locations, sort of top quality, ESG compliant, and the secondary assets in um, in the outskirts. And Guillaume Tokas of Faro Capital Partners said that it's a market of winners and losers. In Paris CBD, uh, both retail, high-end retail and offices, rents are rising, demand is growing, and prices are increasing, while suburban malls and suburban offices are really struggling. He said the asset is not perfect. He said the banks won't be interested and you will not find a tenant. So real polarization there. And another agreement was that Paris continues to dominate. You know, the regions are have come up. There are strong CBDs in a lot of regional cities, but investors' attention, whether domestic or international, continues to focus on the capital. And as well as Paris, I also uh, went to Milan, which was very interesting. It was Coima, the company that has basically put Milan on the international investors map. In the last few years, has unveiled its latest project, which is Porta Romana. It's a redevelopment, regeneration of an entire area around the Porta Romana train station. And it's going to host the Olympic Village for the Winter Olympics for 2026 that Milan is hosting with Cortina. And uh, what is really interesting is that they've really thought ahead. So the Olympic, the Olympic Village, within weeks of the Olympics ending, will be purpose-built student housing. So it's been built ESG compliant, very green, which has been a characteristic of all Coima buildings, uh, but already you know, will be will serve the community within weeks of the Olympics ending. Paul, what have you been watching? Uh, well, there's been a few interesting stories I've noted in the, on the living side of, of the market. Retailer John Lewis and Aber- Aberdeen have formed a, a joint venture. They're planning to create 1,000 new built-to-rent homes in three UK projects, all located in London and the southeast. Uh, and the scheme is will have a total gross development value of about uh, £500 million. Uh, pounds. Uh, the deal will bring together Aberdeen's investment management experience. It's got 30,000 residential units under management and John Lewis partnerships, brand and reputation for service. The homes actually be furnished by John Lewis. The 
Duo said that new venture creates a unique platform for uh, for the UK's uh, built rent market, which is largely confined to to, to real estate companies at the moment. Uh, then Patrizia has been making moves in the Dutch uh, built rent market using sustainable timber, uh, and it's completed a 40 million euro built to rent neighbourhood, one of the first in a, a new generation that uses cross laminated timber. Um, which is produced by gluing layers of uh, trimmed kiln-dried timber. It's a development of 40 single-family homes and seven urban villas in Amersfoort, near Amsterdam. Uh, the really interesting thing is that the, the project also includes 63 apartments con constructed of conventional materials, which provides a benchmark to assess the, the performance of the uh, two construction types. Then we see that AXA IMLTS made its first investment in the Japanese care home market with a, a 156 million euro portfolio acquisition. The deal is uh, AXA's fourth acquisition in Japan this year and increases its assets under management there to about 3.5 billion euros uh, equivalent. Continuing on the care home theme, uh, Knight Frank's 2022 UK Care Homes Trading Performance Review states that the occupancy levels are uh, improving towards a normalised state. So some some homes are already trading at pre-pandemic uh, levels and occupancy rates across the UK are up to 84.3% compared to 79% in, in 2021. So uh, the growing demand for beds has increased average weekly fees but by 3.3% percent year on year. However, Julian Evans, head of healthcare there, says that it would be remiss not to acknowledge the potential headwinds due to inflationary pressures with rising energy costs, cost of living crisis, staffing shortages, and the extent that uh, average weekly fees can, can increase in line with these costs. Yeah, it was interesting. I, I saw research from Colliers predicting a big reset as real estate markets stabilised by mid-2023. And there seems to be a kind of consensus around that as well. Um, also noticed that there was a joint venture between Kegel and Premier for solar and wind power in Spain. And that new energy piece is something that we're going to be focusing on with a, with a, a special online um, briefing this week, looking particularly at investing in, in new energy. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you, Dan. Thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you next week for our regular roundup of the real asset market. Thank you.